We believe to ride and run is freedom and empowerment. We believe riding and running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people were physically active, the world would be a better place. We believe in physical activity because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Ride and Run Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. From the capital of the South, this is the Big Peach Ride and Run Podcast. My name is Mike Cosentino. Welcome, everyone. Good evening to you. For those of you who are joining us on YouTube, my goodness, a couple of handsome fellows coming at you this evening. But what I'm going to call your attention to, to give you indication that what we previewed previously in terms of the conversation is indeed going to happen. I have one of my favorite t-shirts on, has our character icon, we know, we love. Of Peachy coming through, running through the American flag. It is not yet July 4th, but that holiday quickly approaches. It must be time for our annual AJC Peachtree Road Race edition of this little broadcast. So once again, we've brought one of our favorite featured conversations back again. He is Rich Kana. He joins us this evening. Rich, thanks so much for once again making some time for us. My pleasure, Mike. Well, it's, it's good to see you. It's been somewhat strange the last few years. For those of you who do not know Rich, he is the executive director of the Atlanta Track Club. He is also the race director for the AJC Peachtree Road Race and many other events that he and his team put on every single year. In fact, most weeks, it seems like, of every year. What an awesome team they have over at Atlanta Track Club. The events and all of the membership benefits that we've come to know and love are under the guidance of Rich. We're going to dive into much of that this evening. We'll also see how he's been spending some of his time as we prepare for what should be more of a normal Peachtree Road Race this year than what we've seen the last couple of years. But Rich, my goodness, I know you have been busy. Before we dive into any of the details, we find ourselves here towards the beginning of June 2022. How are things going? If we think about Atlanta Track Club, if we think about you and all the roles that you play, just how do you think things are going? I'm pleased with the way things are going uh, thus far in 2022. You know, what we learned in 2020 was to to embrace what you don't know. And I think we may have spoken about that <laughs> in, in, in a past conversation. Yes. So, so we've been humbled. We recognize that we, we don't necessarily know what's coming at us tomorrow or next week or six months from now. Uh, but we feel as if the track club, as a result of what we've been through over these last couple of years, is stronger than it's ever been. Well, and I, I think that's that's true as a longtime member, obviously as a big fan of, of yours and, and your team and what you guys do. I, I personally believe from what I can observe that that is true. And I think, you know, for a lot of Atlantans, especially those of us that embrace this lifestyle that, that we serve, you were a little bit of a benchmark with the hyper amount of involvement you had in the 2020 U.S. Olympic marathon trials. That was one of those last moments of normalcy, it seemed like, the city of Atlanta had. And now here we are getting ready to talk about July 4, 2022. To what degree do you think this signature event for this year, the AJC Peachtree Road Race, is going to seem more normal if we think about normal as the 50th, if you could imagine, back in 2019, the last time that this event was done without being just so overtly impacted by COVID and, and other events. So what do you think now where we are with normalcy and the road race for this year? How much will those pair up? So yeah, we're, we're super excited, uh, as you might imagine, for the 4th of July this year and the 53rd running of the Peachtree. Uh, and I'd like to say that, that, that we'll be back to the future this year. Interestingly, <laughs> you mentioned the 50th running. That really wasn't our, our, our normal, right? So, so that was the world's largest 10K in all its glory, uh, you know, times 10 as a result of that really fun celebration, a year-long look back at, at what made it into something special. So really, it was back to 2018. It was really sort of that, that sort of normal year in terms of what everyone has come to know and expect around the Peachtree. Great so point. it's amazing how far removed we are from 2018. I just had a meeting today with the Atlanta Police Department, and, and we were talking about you know, our planning and thinking about what was that last sort of normal operating procedure and process that we followed. And 2018 really is is what we're looking for 
as that benchmark. So returning to a one day event, celebrating the 4th of July independence day, like no other city, no other state in the country does, uh, we'll, we'll be ready. And we hope everybody in Atlanta will be ready. That's okay. So let's, let's take us to the start line and we'll kind of walk through some of the things that I know people think about if they've already done it. And for those, and I think there's a huge opportunity for all of us, Rich, who serve this lifestyle with all the people who came back to, or maybe into this lifestyle to run or to walk first time, first time in a long time during the pandemic. And now someone has talked them into, or perhaps on their own, they've just been inspired to do Peachtree. So let's think about both that longtime participant as well as this year's first timer. Take us to Lenox Square. What will it look like? I mean, I can still remember, and I love the fact that you brought up 2018 more than 2019, but everything from just the buzz of people who are there and amped up and ready to get going, but the TV cameras and the helicopters overhead, and eventually, man, that that big flag with the cascading sounds of the national anthem and the fighter jets overhead and all that. What's the what's the start line going to be like? I know it's going to be exciting, but what can you tell us that uh, encourages us to come with our eyes wide open? It's going to be just that. It, it, we have a new mayor, you know, talking about moving Atlanta forward. We're going to have those fighter jets back. We're, we're going to have a similar number of waves. Hopefully we'll have that relatively cool, as relatively cool as you can get in Atlanta on the foot. <laughs> uh, we'll have that national anthem and we'll have some of the fastest athletes we've ever had uh, in both the wheelchair uh, and the foot race, uh, you know, starting six, Six twenty-five and six fifty, respectively, on the fourth of July. Wow! So there it is. Set your alarms. Get there early. It really is. For those of you who have not been there, an electric, an electric, an electric environment. You do not want to miss it. Okay, Rich. I know one of the things that, even though last year was different for a lot of reasons and over two different days, maybe as tricky as anything were aid stations. And one of the things that rightfully so, Atlanta Track Club has prided itself to be able to execute this world's largest status for this 10K is how you get so many people safely to Piedmont Park on a day that it can be really, really warm. And quite frankly, when it can be with a lot of people nearby, somehow you've orchestrated everybody having easy access to hydration, having easy access to just various resources to help keep them cool. What about this year? How do you set your aid stations? What would you coach people to be thinking about as they're making their way from Lenox to Piedmont Park if they are going to rely on or utilize Atlanta Track Club provided refreshments? So I would answer that question this way. There's never been a perfect peach tree. We're continuing to improve each and every year. And it wasn't that long ago in the meadow when we were serving warm water. We could not figure out how to get more than 60,000 water bottles, servings, cool, cold for the participants mm. as they came across the finish line. We figured that out. We, we through trial and error, we used ice, we used refrigerators. Now we're confident that you get to the meadow uh, right before you get your coveted finisher shirt, you're going to get the, you know, the, the coolest, most refreshing water you could possibly imagine uh, in a safe way in, in a bottle. On the course, you referenced this in, in your question, in the early days of the pandemic and even last year, still a lot of uncertainty about how you serve hydration fluids to participants in road races and marathons in a pandemic environment. I think we know enough now uh, to, to, to feel confident that we can go back to, to serving in cups like we have in the past so that we can deliver the kind of volume uh, that's necessary on a, on a hot 4th of July morning uh, to, you know, to the tens of thousands of participants. So we'll go back to the normal number of hydration stations uh, all along the course. You'll feel really good about the amount of fluids, the amount of water that you can drink as well as run under uh, so that when you get to the finish line, uh, you'll, you'll be ready to take on the rest of your 4th of July without being dehydrated. <laughs> well, I, I love that. So let's stay on that. Take on the rest of your 4th of July. Let's take on hydration. And I'm going to use this as a, a setup to talk about other features of this event, whether on course or in park, specifically in Piedmont Park at the finish. One of the things that even if somewhat jokingly, and, and I know our friend Jay Holder joins me in this and perhaps was very much involved in it. 
all due respect to Michelob Ultra, when I heard that Monday night was now going to be the official beer of the Atlanta Track Club member party and an official partner of the AJC Peachtree Road Race, I celebrated that because to me, if I'm going to run 6.2 miles on what's likely a very warm day, whether my water was cold or not, if I was going to drink a beer, I wanted something that had some serious taste to it. Monday night comes through. You guys are working with them. I know the member party is back on in Piedmont Park. Besides that and this new involvement from a local entity like Monday night, what are other things that people might find at the start, on the course, at the finish that you're really proud of and would remind us of because maybe they weren't available the last couple of years or are new for 2022? that we should be thinking about already. So before I move on to, to others, I, I want to stop there and, and give a shout out to our friends at Monday night for years. The track club has been trying to find that right partnership with a, with a local company, with a local focus who understands what the peach tree is to the community. Uh, and we could be more excited about having uh, Monday night on board uh, on this year's peach tree, uh, supporting our member party at park tavern, uh, and, and to be honest with you, uh, you know, having that Atlanta journal constitution, peace Tree road race badge on a, on a, on a beer can from Monday night brewing is something we're really proud of. Awesome. Uh, and, and hopefully everyone will appreciate that. So we're moving on to, to, to other, other newness, if you will, for this year's peace tree start with, with, with Microsoft. Uh, so, so a, a big portion of their commitment to uh, to the Peachtree experience this year is going to be around Peachtree Junior, which is the day before, and I'm sure we'll get to that in a second. Yep. But their partnership and their collaboration is focused on the next generation Atlanta uh, mm-hmm. and delivering a fun experience. Meaning, you know, when they're moving forward, running or walking, racing or, or just participating. But then when they finish, giving them a technology experience, a coding experience that, that differentiates what they just did from everything else they do, they do in the community and teaches them a love for sport as well as a love for coding at the same time. It's a really wow. cool partnership that we're bringing to life this year. Uh, and, then, and then, of course, the, the, the last piece of this, and it's the most important part of the race, and that is that coveted finisher shirt, Adidas new partnership this year, uh, bringing a finisher shirt to every participant that has no virgin plastics in it. Wow. Adidas has always been kind of on the forefront of that and being mindful in their footwear and their apparel of using recyclable materials or reducing what has to be put into that that is not quite frankly carbon friendly or might even be worse might be environmentally insensitive so that's a that's a pretty cool feature before i ask my my next question which was a total setup i'll admit that tell us a little bit more about some of the things that adidas is doing with you obviously as a as a brand partner of ours it's selfish of me to ask but i know you're excited rightfully so for that partnership anything else you might expand on as it relates to adidas and some of the work that you guys have already been doing together in 2022 yeah, so obviously, much like Monday night, you just couldn't be more proud of, of, of having a partnership with a, with a brand that aligns with our values. And in the case that we're just talking about sustainability and taking care of the communities in which we operate, in which we run, and in which we walk. Uh, the great part about Adidas uh, is, is the fact that, that they can help us deliver to everyone in the runner life cycle. Uh, so they so they have they have products you know footwear and apparel for the youth runner for the competitive high school runner uh, for the Olympic level runner for the soccer mom for the masters runner uh, and everybody in between uh, and to have sort of the that that breadth of a product line speaks to what we have in our strategic plan right now and that is not only talking to the traditional runner and walker that the track club has always interacted with and Big Peach has always interacted with but really pushing out into new neighborhoods and new communities in a way that we haven't been able to before. Wow. Good. That's awesome. So here's, here, here was the setup. You know, I, I, I know I'm obviously always been a fanboy of this event and the things that you and the team at Atlanta track club are, are doing, but it would have been almost unfair where people would have been frustrated or they've been clenching their fists 
when we talk about this event and they think, I forgot to sign up this year, or I'd never heard of that. I started walking, you know, sometime last summer. Now here I am my year anniversary of being committed to it. This would have been an awesome way to celebrate, but then they hear, well, maybe next year because registration closed at the end of March. I saw in a press release, heck, since you and I last spoke, you guys made a a decision that I think is going to be somewhat uh, impactful for why I set it up this way this year, but also seems to have some staying power in the future with the way the Atlanta Track Club recognizes people behave differently. Maybe it's in a post-pandemic world. Maybe it's just in general compared to when the peach tree started 53 years ago. But for all of you who are now like, I need to do that. If we'd have been having this conversation at the 50th or any time before that, like 2018 that Rich already referenced, here's the deal. You'd have been out of luck. That's not true this year, Rich. Tell us what you just recently elected to do with others on your board and obviously with your team that I think has tremendous merit because of all the cool things that you've just talked about. So in short, we reopened the opportunity to register for the 53rd running of the Peachtree, May 20th to June 4th. So a short period, we're calling it a blitz. And and we're just super excited to provide that opportunity to everybody in the community to register. Here's why. Even before the pandemic struck, the track club and I think every other running organization in the country we're seeing a trend toward people registering for events and programs later. We're sort of a a live in the moment culture, despite the fact that we tier our our pricing plan to incentivize people to register early for our non-Peachtree races. We're seeing more and more and more that people wait to the last month, the last two weeks, the last week, the last day to register. Uh, And then you layer in the pandemic and the uncertainty that comes with with day-to-day life in a pandemic that still exists today, right? So we saw, we recognized, and we heard, to be honest with you, after our Peachtree registration period closed on on April 1st, March 31st, that people weren't ready to make that commitment. Weren't sure what what the COVID numbers were going to look like. Weren't sure what their 4th of July travel plans were going to be. Weren't sure what the kids were going to be doing. And just in general, wanted to just play it a little bit safe, safer. So you take those two elements together and you look at a 58-year-old organization and say, hey, do you just continue to just do the same thing over and over and over and over again and hope for the great outcome that you can that you have always had? And I think the answer is no. You guard the traditions that are really important, like that finisher shirt, you know, like that flyover, uh, and all the other you know pieces of Petri that everybody knows. And then you recognize and try to meet everybody else where they're at in areas that are important to them. And in that, and that area being sort of planning, getting the opportunity to participate, register when you have some certainty what your plans are going to be around the 4th of July. So it is a bit of a grand experiment for us to, to see how many people really want to register during this time period, May, May 20th to June 4th. And coming out of that, that, that blitz, we'll do some analysis post-July 4th. We'll figure out what we're going to do next year to incentivize everyone to to plan and to register as they normally do in that period in March, but also give some percentage of of the race registrants the opportunity to wait a little bit longer until they have some certainty of what they're going to be doing in the summer. That's awesome. So there it is. This episode releases on Memorial Day. For those of you who maybe right now, prior to whatever you have planned to, to, to commemorate all those families who made the ultimate sacrifice with loved ones for the freedom that we celebrate then on July 4th. And that's how you're spending some of your Memorial Day. You're listening to this on the day that it's released or in that first week in June. You just heard Rich say through June 4th, you're in a very select group. You can yet make the decision to be part of all this fun. If you're not already registered, do not make a mistake. Do not delay. Get it done. All right. But we know before we get to July 4th, June, 
you've got some cool events in, in their own right. And whether they're about the events or whether, quite frankly, Rich, in my estimation, it's about all the great work and, quite frankly, the ongoing commitment Atlanta Track Club makes to this community, to this lifestyle. First thing that I would mention, this is still track and field season for some specifically those who are doing the all-comers. Yes, the Night of Champions, the Wingfoot Night of Champions is behind us. The GHSA State Championships behind us. NCAA is largely behind us. But those who are doing or just want to do or try track and field, they still have a chance. The all-comers meets, two of them left this month. What is that all about? For someone who's never been that close to track and field, but would maybe try it for the first time or even as an adult for the first time, what should they know about what you're doing in June yet? So a lot of people think that the peach tree is the coolest thing that Atlanta Track Club does. And the answer is that, and, and, but the truth is it's not. The all comers. <laughs> There's a lot of competition for that award. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's significantly smaller. Uh, it is free. It, it is designed to bring everyone in the community together and just have some fun competition. Uh, so they, they, it has historically been a, a series that we've had on seven consecutive Tuesdays, starting with the first Tuesday in May and ending in mid-June. Uh, and, and it is a, an event for everyone in the family, from the toddlers who want to run their first 50-meter dash uh, to, to the dad who wants to try to PR in the 5K uh, to, uh, uh, to even you, Mike, who might want to try the shot put someday. Uh, we have a little bit of everything for, there you go, for, for everyone. Uh, and it is free. And we do it for, for free because that's what we are. We're about community. We're about introducing what we think is the coolest sport in the world to as many people in Atlanta as possible. It, it is. It's really it is really cool. And, and for those of you who are already Atlanta Track Club members, you know, this is not unique to just June or even to this all comers meet the events that Atlanta Track Club does that are gratis that quite frankly, are just an extension of their own enthusiasm for this lifestyle are second to none. The other event in June that I don't think people uh, recognize how special will be this year, potentially because memories often fail us. We have the world champions of Major League Baseball in our – forget about the fact that right now it's a little bit of a mediocre season with their current record. I think the World Series trophy is going to be on display somewhere where Atlanta Track Club will be on June 11th. Is that true? That is true. So we've got our, our annual Braves Country 5K on June 11th, and it's even more special this year because we'll be as runners – celebrating with the Braves uh, their, their, their World Series, their World Championship last year. And as a result, uh, you'll have the opportunity to take your own photo standing there with that World Series trophy. And, of course, the coolest part about that race has always been you get to finish on the field. So how often do you get a chance to get on the field at all uh, at, at, a, at a Major League Baseball stadium uh, like Truett Park? Uh, but of course, coming into uh, the stadium, finishing on the warning track, watching your your uh, your finish there on the on the big video board. Uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a cool event, and you know, in in keeping with everything that Track Club's about, we also have a dash for kids. So so if you have a, a young child, young uh, son or daughter who who likes to likes to run, we we can give them a run right across the outfield there uh, at Truist Park. So awesome events. All right. So now sequentially, or at least looking at the calendar, some would say chronologically, you already mentioned Microsoft's involvement in. Peachtree Jr. I love that event. I'm past the age when my kids are going to let me drag them down there and to do that, but I'm not past being a big proponent of having families and having those who are interested in sharing this lifestyle with our youth. And you guys just do that in grand fashion. For those who may not be familiar with Peachtree Jr., do you mind maybe giving us a little bit of an origin story of that event and then what to expect with it this year, whether it has to do with pandemic considerations or whether it's just in general as a forecast to what to be thinking about and looking for on July 3rd? So, so legend has it uh, more than a couple of decades ago, uh, Julia Emmons, who, who was uh, the executive director here at Atlanta Track Club uh, for, for quite some time, saw and experienced at the Peachtree itself some young kids participating or having less than a good time. Uh, they were essentially in over their head. 
Uh, and at that point, Julia recognized the need to find sort of a, 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 a first step in the Peachtree journey uh, for, for kids who might not be ready for the full 10K distance. So, so Peachtree Junior was born. And there's been all kinds of iterations of the race. It, it was originally close to the 4th of July, then you know, recognizing that kids have a lot of other things uh, going on around the holiday, uh, 4th of July weekend. We moved it earlier into May, thinking, hey, when you're talking to kids and in school, you have a great opportunity to, to tell them about it. Uh, we, a few years ago, we decided we're going to move it back and, and we're going we're gonna to own what the Peachtree experience is. We're going to put it on July 3rd. We're going to give those kids the opportunity to finish under the same finish line that everybody finishes on the 4th of July. We're going to require them to participate and finish to get their finisher shirt. And this year, we're going to make sure that we have enough space in between all the waves for the kids so that each age group winner will come across the line, can put their arms up with a, with a great finish, finish tape in front of them, see their time on the clock uh, and hear their name and celebrate their victory, just like the, the superstar athletes will celebrate their victory the next day. That's awesome. And I, I love that origin story because, and I think there are, I, I doubt, maybe I'm, this is going to be either a bit of a, a silly admission, or maybe it's just a, an indulgence that allows me to, to get this off my shoulders. But I doubt I'm the only parent out there that at some point, even if just somewhat privately, silently, would be like, man, I wish I could go running with my kids every once in a while, but they don't really like that. It's me who seems to be all jacked up about it. And I drag them sometimes kicking and screaming, sometimes willingly, but behind my back, they're saying things like, man, we'd rather be doing something else. You guys do the heavy lifting. You make it fun. I genuinely believe that all of the work that sometimes parents and guardians and grandparents and those who just love these kids and think they would be using their time wisely if they occasionally went for a run or a walk, how do we get them to appreciate it for it also being fun and not just good for them? You've done that work. For parents who, like me, didn't have a better way than just saying, well, I, I hope they kind of like it. If they've not been to, to Peachtree Junior and they're not listening to this, it's only the parents who are listening to this, how would you say parent to parent they should suggest Peachtree Junior this year or maybe for the first time of many times as a family? So I'll jump on my soapbox for a second. So my pet peeve are coaches from other sports who use running as a punishment, right? So, so, so kids are, are, are socialized to think that running hurts. And I like to, I prefer to say that running makes you mildly uncomfortable. Uh, but, but that feeling that, that you as a parent get when you come across that finish line, that runner's high, the kids get that same feeling. Uh, and the Peachtree Junior is about celebrating every kid as they cross the start line and then ultimately finish. So this isn't about who has the fastest kid. This is about everyone participating, falling in love with that Peachtree experience so that as they get older, they'll be able to scale up and that, that Peachtree 4th of July experience will just be sort of part of their, their annual, you know, their yearly routine. So, and, and, and people will say, well, what's, it's, just, it's just a race, Rich. It's just from point A to point B. It's not. The Peachtree is much more than the race. It's, it's what Atlanta does on the 4th of July. So, so let's get our kids to fall in love with it at an early age so that they can pass on the tradition to their kids. Man, that's awesome. We, I mean, we could just we could go to curtains on this thing right now and just leave it at that parent to parent. For those of you who think he's just, you know, smart and good looking, he can do a riff at a moment's notice. Don't forget, Rich was also an Olympian himself. He has quite the elite background in his own past. So he speaks from experience, both in terms of being at the biggest events on the planet, not just as an executive director or someone who's an interested party on behalf of Atlanta Track Club, but also someone who was a youth himself, who is a parent himself. So he speaks with lots and lots of experience. There is no way. If I could jump on that for a second. Um, you referenced the fact that I was an Olympian. Uh, a long time ago, it was, it was an incredible experience. It took me 24 years to get there in terms of, of, of the work that I did to, to make the Olympic team. But for those parents who say, hey, my kid's not fast, I ran my first race at the age of six. It was a four-mile race, and you may have heard this before, Mike. It's a North Distance Classic. 
four miles for a six-year-old, probably not a great idea for my parents. <laughs> I was dead last. There was, and I was so far back, my father jumped in a police car looking for me. So, so parents, don't sell your kids short. This is the kind of sport, this is the kind of activity that you get out of what you put into it. So, so don't worry about whether your kid is fleet of foot in, in those first days of, of, of running and walking. If they fall in love with it, they're going to get a lot out of it. That's awesome. And if they finish last, make sure you find Rich so that he has one more person he can say he has something in common with. So there'll be at least two of you there on site. All right, last thing that we talk about before July 4th, we had to, of course, lead with the AJC Peachtree Road Race. But right before that, I mean, right before it, Rich, is the Peachtree Health and Fitness Expo. That is something that you've had to go through numerous gyrations in order to keep intact to some degree over the last couple of years. I get the sense it's going to be a little bit more like what we might remember back in 2018, but maybe now take us to Georgia World Congress Center and what to expect as we pick up our number, as we enjoy ourselves, as we maybe do a little bit of shopping and learn more about what's going in and around this lifestyle and quite frankly, from a lot of cool Atlanta brands and businesses that are also involved. Yeah, so so to to your point, the 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 health and fitness expo, which is presented by Publix, by the way, this year, very happy the fact that we have Publix back involved with Peachtree. Awesome, uh, it is an annual tradition, uh, and it is where most of the participants pick up their race numbers, and where most of the participants get the opportunity to buy that licensed piece of merchandise or shoe, uh, and where most of the participants get an opportunity to interact with our exhibitors, with our sponsors, and with our vendors. Uh, and, and I have a hope this year that since the, the, the way the calendar falls, July 2nd and July 3rd are on a Saturday and a Sunday, uh, that, that people will be a little bit less hurried, less stressed on, a, on, on that sort of the typical weekday, workday heading into the holiday where you got to get from point A to point B really fast, where you can slow down and really you know, spend a good amount of time in the health and fitness expo. Uh, and, and interact uh, with all of those that, that will be there to help elevate your experience. And again, Peachtree is all about experience. It's not about how fast you run. It's about experience. Great point. And we'll be down there for those of you who are curious, man, what do I not know that I need? Some of you may even be familiar with our Big Peach on Wheels concept. If not, you can learn more about that, bigpeachrunningco.com, along with all of the event links that I'll put in the show notes. We'll do the same for Big Peach on Wheels, but just look for Big Peach on Wheels in the Expo Hall. If you're like, man, is there a solution for this as it relates to carrying something, or is there a nutrition or a hydration consideration that I need, or do I need the coolest pair of gooder sunglasses in order to be allowed not just into Piedmont Park, but to be able to stay for a long period of time and look my best at the member party. We are the place to be while at the Health and Fitness Expo. All right, Rich. So if we look beyond, go ahead. I can tell you're going to say something. Let me just jump in there and, and, yes. and, just, and give you a shout out. So, so, so Big Peach and Atlanta Track Club collaborate with, 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 Relative ease, I guess, right? So we, we yep, have, we have similar missions. Uh, we serve a similar uh, you know, group of people, constituent group. Um, but our business needs don't always align. Um, but I want to give you a shout out for always being there for Atlanta Track Club and always being there for the running community. Uh, and very much appreciate the fact that, that Big Peach Running will be at the Health and Fitness Expo this year. Well, thank you for saying that. And you're right. There's so much overlap with, with what we uh, we do. As you know, uh, longtime fans of Atlanta Track Club, and, and you already know how much I appreciate your personal commitment and what you've done literally to show what sacrifice and passion look like on behalf of the lifestyle we serve. So um, right back at you, my friend. All right, but we're not, again, gosh, we could, we're not going to be able to close as strong as a couple of times when we should have just closed. We're going to end up having a week close to this podcast because of the way I've written my notes, but we're going to plow on, even though if I was smart, I would have just said, like Rich said, and we're going to go to credits and that's it. And I'll get the show notes out to D2 by the time Memorial Day uh, gets started. But we're we're going to roll on, uh, Rich. In the fall, there are some cool events as well. In addition, after July 4th, there's still plenty of 2020. 22 
to go. And, and you're one of those who is perhaps most informed with, well, what did local events look like or what seems to be happening? If we think about big opportunities, one of them that I believe is just true is all these people who I've already referenced who are back in or who are now in this lifestyle. They're walking, they're running, they're thinking about fitness and health more often. They're thinking about it more deeply than what they had prior to when we had coronavirus show up. What do you think still remains as a way to introduce all those people into everything Atlanta Track Club offers? I I would hope that your membership goes through the roof in 2022 and 2023 because of people who were not interested in what you were doing perhaps two years ago, but now maybe it's through this year's Peachtree. Maybe it's through this conversation. Maybe it's through something else. They have awareness to because of someone they work with, or now that they visit in their family or in their social network. What is it that you kind of see as a big opportunity for Atlanta track club to serve those people who were not doing what you and I have been talking about for so long, not all that long ago. So, so maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get a, a bit of a, a B2B business to business answer that might bore some of your listeners, but, but there's, there's a but point thrill me. I love yeah. the B2B stuff. So, so I was at the, the running event. Can't remember where, whenever that was in the, in the last six months, Yep. looking at the data. And I know you're a data geek uh, like I am, Mike. Uh, and, and it spoke to uh, people's habits during the pandemic. And, and what I saw, my takeaway was that running, people were, were walking into running specialty for the first time. Uh, and, and there were, there was, there is a lot of new adoption, if you will, of, of, of runners and walkers into the community. And there is a bit of a lag from where you go and you buy your first pair of running shoes or your first pair of walking shoes to where you feel comfortable being out there in a, in a, in a competitive, in a race environment, right? And Atlanta Track Club has a bit of a, uh, maybe a bit of an intimidating name. I expect that, that we're working through a bit of that lag now. Uh, and we're going to see a lot of those people who are walking, walking into stores like Big Peach last year starting to become new members of the track club, new participants in the running community here in Running City USA. So, so we're making our own investments into community. And one of them is this Beltline series that the Atlanta Track Club announced earlier this year where, where the track club – yeah, we, we, are, we are owning our traditional races like the Peachtree and Decatur DeCab and our Singleton race and all of those races that our members have known for decades. Uh, but we are recognizing that we need to meet new runners and walkers where they are. And a lot of them are on the Beltline. And the Beltline is the future of Atlanta. So, so super excited that we are one race into a three-race series uh, with the Beltline this year. And that's going to be the future of the track club. That's going to be the future of our membership. And presumably that's going to be the future of of companies like Big Peach. Gosh, I agree. And I do this every time we have a conversation. For those of you who have heard Rich and I on a broadcast like this before, here it comes. It is predictable. For those of you who are not members of Atlanta Track Club, I am not just saying I'm in retail, right? I can tell you everything at Big Peach right now has margin in it. It allows us to make payroll. It allows me to perhaps make sure my kids get a chance to have a meal once or twice a day and maybe even sleep indoors. But the truth is there is margin. I have no idea how Atlanta Track Club for $35 as an individual membership, for $75 as a family membership can deliver the merchandise you get, the free races that you get, the publications that you get. It's... I don't understand. Maybe that's what you get when you're not for profit status as opposed to a for profit status. But if you are not an Atlanta track club member, the show link I send you, whether you leave this broadcast right now to go to Atlanta track club.org, it is your choice. You need to be a member. If you have started to lean into this lifestyle and you want the encouragement and quite frankly, the deal of the century, you just need to be one of those members that Rich is, is talking about. So there you go, Rich. That's me on my soapbox. Every time I get a chance to encourage people to get their own membership, I'm going to do so. You mentioned the Beltline and the fact that people are are there. How are you guys doing some of your events out there on the Beltline? Because it's 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 easy to suggest, well, 
of course, there's no vehicles, and but there comes a lot of complexity, right? You've got 10-foot lanes. You've got lots of interest in certain parts of it. You still have some – how are you managing to put some of these events together on the Beltline? Because they come with different complexities than putting something on, on Peachtree Road when you can get a permit to close the road on a major holiday. But how does it work on the Beltline? Yeah, it couldn't be any, couldn't be any more different than the Peachtree, where your Peachtree is all about scale, right? It's it's all about celebrating in the biggest and boldest, most, most exciting Fourth of July way you can. Uh, the we we see the Beltline, our future with the Beltline, again it is is meeting people where they're at, uh, and meeting them in a, in a modest and humble manner that that is practical right so mm. you, you can't shut down the belt line we don't want to shut down the belt line for people who are not participating in the event so you know, you've got you've got a narrow path uh you have people who are walking dogs riding bikes uh, as 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 we are organizing a race with our friends at Beltline partnership uh, but we're doing it in a way that is scaled back and safe uh, and, and very easy to get in and get out. So you're dealing with the Beltline, you can bike to the race. You can walk mm. to the race if you live nearby. Less of a parking issue. Uh, we're, we're, we're inconveniencing regular Atlantans much less than we would for the Peachtree or a 10-mile or a Thanksgiving day. We're not shutting down roads. Mm. So it, it really is, a, I think, a recognition and understanding that Atlanta – you know, as, as a sort of an urban planned, you know, city location is growing up and we're, and we're figuring out how to get healthy in the 21st century. And we did a, we did a 50 year planning initiative a few years ago. And we truly believe that in 50 years, well before 50 years from now, Atlanta will be known as one of the healthiest cities in America. And the track club, the Beltline, and Big Peach are going to be topics in that conversation as disruptors, catalysts for making that so. Mm. That is that is awesome, not only to hear, but to both aspire and I know you have a plan to achieve. So that is that is super cool. All right. One of the other areas, Rich, that, you know, we've spent some time, you've in fact termed it common ground, has to do with, you know, what the running, not just industry, but quite frankly, the visibility of this sport might look like tomorrow compared to what it did yesterday. And, and I love that. It's been, you know, both uh, an easy, evident commitment, but it's also been, I think, a little bit of an emotional and, and personal commitment uh, for you, for your team at Atlanta Track Club. So let's let's talk about things like diversity and just the uh, understanding that when you think about that future Atlanta and the role that Beltline and Big Peach and obviously Atlanta Track Club, Club can play, it truly is. It's like, man, it's for everyone. And yet that's not always been the case. We've both already publicly admitted it's not even been the case to the degree we would like it to in our own organizations and that we're working on that. So here we are, we find ourselves getting ready to move into summer season, move into what would just be called on the sheet, on the balance sheets, Q3. How are you feeling about some of the work that, you know, you've made commitments to that you've publicly spoken to me about personally and to other organizations publicly that we can be better? How are you feeling right now about about that progress and, and what still remains to be done? Well, I, I would start with saying, uh, to use a running metaphor, this is going to be a marathon, not a sprint. Yep. Uh, and and maybe maybe even better said, it's going to be an ultra marathon. Uh, and and as we, the track club, and, and I know you and I spoked about this, the Big Peach made this you know this very you know very you know, significant public commitment to put to put our organizations. Uh, and us personally on this journey uh, toward to doing our part to make sure that that the running community here is as welcoming as possible. Um, it's been hard, uh, but it's also been for me really personally fulfilling. Uh, as hard as these last two years have been with respect to COVID, it has been as fulfilling in the work that the track club has done in and around our common ground initiative and diversity. And by diversity, I mean, racial diversity, age, 
gender yep. by, by every by every measurement. Uh, and and I'm not sure that anyone can necessarily see the output of that yet. We we are, I believe, already one of the more diverse running cities in America. Uh, but we are building on this foundation to ensure that there is no barrier, if you will, for anyone to, to feel uncomfortable or unwelcome in this running community. Uh, and if you and I stay on this path, uh, I think Atlanta really can be that, that shining city on a hill as, as an example of what a running community can be and do for a larger city. Gosh, I, I so I so agree with you. And, and quite frankly, going back to the primary theme of this conversation, Peachtree, in my estimation, to the degree I can recall, even in my earliest years as a participant, that seemed to be true. It just was not being celebrated or maybe even acknowledged, but there seemed to be a lot of diversity that was out there. But one day is never enough. And having it to occur at the world's largest distinction of anything doesn't mean that that is enough. So the fact that now it is in day in, day out commitment, that it's not just at the most visible events. One thing you did mention, Rich, is you can see it start to happen. Here's something that we've gone on record now, only recently saying that I think was a little bit difficult at the onset, but I've noticed it now as I've become more aware, and that is being willing to admit that we are seeking opportunities to put diversity on full display in how we promote and create imagery for this lifestyle. Before, we would just let people silently wonder, I wonder if because I have brown skin, they took a picture of me, or they've asked me to model this, or maybe because my body type doesn't look like that normal person. I wonder if that's why they've selected me to be on the cover of Wingfoot Magazine or on the bigpeachrunningco.com homepage, or I wonder if it, all this gray hair that's in my beard, if that's why they put me next to two people who are, cons and we used to be like, oh, it must've just been, you know, accidental good fortune, or it was maybe just a total accident. Here's the truth. Yes, we are potentially saying you have brown skin, you have gray hair, you're not the same body type as the two people standing next to you. We want that on full display and we're comfortable with that now. Global Running Day, June 1st, also just barely ahead of the release of this, the Running Industry Diversity Coalition that started just last year is now also saying the same thing. They actually would prefer us go without imagery than imagery that doesn't reflect any diversity if we're doing anything in and around Global Running Day. So I say all that to say, what do you think about that kind of commentary or those types of statements, Rich? Well, I think you're spot on. One of the great learnings for me in this Common Ground initiative, and we're still very much in the throes of, of working through our next phase there, was that representation matters. And, mm. and representation in marketing materials and imagery and videos on our start lines, on our finish lines, for our volunteers at our staff level, uh, it, it is more important than I ever realized. Uh, and and that's, for, for me, you know, at... 52 years old, embarrassing that I'm just, that I just now sort of in the last couple of years really realized how important that, that is to, to, to a running community really truly being welcoming. And, 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 and there are some, I'll be honest with you, it's a very, 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 very small minority who, who lament the track club of old. Right where where you celebrated the fast people, which were largely older white men, uh, and I and I own that right. I, I own the fact that that the track club has always been a great organization, in my opinion, not objective, uh, but a great organization. But we're better now. Because walking isn't a dirty word. We're, we're better now because in our, in our marketing materials, we, 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 are, we are featuring larger bodies, older bodies, younger bodies in our, in our Atlanta Track Club licensed Adidas apparel. It's, it's boring if it's a bunch of old white men doing the same thing over and over and over again. 
Yep. And if, and if you're intimidated by that as an old white man, get over it. Man, I, I agree with you. And that's, you know, two old white men, one to another. And, and yet you mentioned, you know, that there is, you know, sometimes that resistance. The truth is not having some resistance doesn't make it as likely as we're actually onto something. If everybody thinks, man, right away, this is this is the right way to go, then then perhaps we miss something. So the resistance is is certainly expected. And the fact that we are choosing right, what is right now and what is right for the long-term prospects of diversity in this lifestyle we all love so much makes it more than okay to accept that resistance and to suggest, well, if it's not popular, it doesn't mean it's still not the right thing. And, and Rich, I just admire you and Atlanta Track Club so much for being willing. Sometimes they would say you can't treat, you can't teach these almost 60-year-old dog new tricks. And you have been a just an awesome reflection that that's not true because you have really done some things at Atlanta track club that are unlike what would suggest that you have to follow the same playbook for 60 years in a row. And, and, and I think Mike, and I'm sure you agree with this is we would be remiss if we did not reference the fact that, that the track club and big peach are, are players in a larger running community. Um, and, and there are other organizations who, who have led the way here, wh- wh- whether that is Black Men Run, BGR Black Girls Run, South Florida Running Partners, more than 40 years old, um, you know, the first Black-owned, um, Black-led running group in America. Um, so, so I have learned more from those organizations um, than, than I've learned from any other entity or any other uh you know, companies, organizations uh, throughout my entire running career. Totally agree with that. And, and that's part of the beauty of this. For those who wonder, is there a better industry than the running industry to work in? I certainly don't have enough experience, but I think for what the reasons are that Rich just cited or that you would lean into as a result of what Rich just said, this is such an awesome place to be because of the fact that there are such good, genuinely good people who want to do the right thing and want progress to truly involve all, not just those who got here first or who have been here for a long time. There is more room for more walkers, more runners, more pedestrian active enthusiasts for sure. Rich, I'm going to let you have the final word for those who have not yet registered. It's possible that my questions and my notes didn't do it justice and somehow we left something out. What is it that you would say is kind of a final soundbite for someone who's still thinking, Man, do I need to be at Lenox Square on July 4th? The final soundbite is get registered, ajc.com backslash Peachtree. Get to the start line on the 4th of July, and you will re-experience, if you've been there before, or experience Mm. for the first time, the best running party in the world in Atlanta as you celebrate Independence Day in the only way that Atlanta knows how. And you'll be doing it with tens of thousands of new friends. Awesome. He is Rich Kana, your executive director, Atlanta Track Club, and our friend, yours too. Do as he said. In the meantime, we draw this conversation and this broadcast to a close. Rich, again, thank you for making the time. It's always a pleasure to have this time with you. I look forward to seeing you soon, my friend. And for all the rest of you, thank you for being part of this. Of course, we'll do it again very soon. In the meantime, please, please have a yourself and enjoyable moment. Memorial Day weekend. Think about those who we do memorialize, certainly all those who are doing what we can only imagine for us to be able to do things like get registered for the AJC Peachtree Road Race in 2022. And like we say, as we certainly mean, may your best miles be those covered on foot. Hey, y'all, if you enjoy our podcast, let us know. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or guests you'd like to hear on the Big Peach Ride and Run podcast, email us at podcast at bigpeachrunningco.com. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube.